1: Welcome to the Pastor Study. Today's show is going to be a little bit different. I don't know about how you feel that are out there watching this program, but it seems like lately you can't open the newspaper or listen to a TV news show without hearing something about how mainline Protestantism is changing. And so we decided we'd talk about this in today's show. And Pastor Brock is really grieved and concerned about this so I think you're going to get a lot of answers to maybe questions you have and I hope that this show will help you to deal with these issues. So first of all Pastor Brock, explain who are the mainline Protestants.
2: When you read in the paper about some denomination that now has become pro-homosexual or believes in abortion rights or is teaching that Jesus is our way of salvation, but other people can be saved by Buddha, Mohammed, or whatever. Um, Probably those are liberal, mainline Protestants. What's tragic, Jackie, is those churches used to be good, biblical churches, and now the devil is running some of these churches. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. And you asked, who are they? The churches that used to be good, that have drifted the furthest now, are the United Church of Christ, the uh, Episcopal Church in America, the Presbyterian Church USA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and to a degree, the United Methodist Church. The United Methodist Church used to be more liberal than almost any of them, but because internationals from overseas are allowed to vote at their conventions, these, these Methodists from Africa and Asia are not gonna be uh, allowing this stuff to happen. So all of a sudden in recent years, the Methodists are more conservative than the rest of them, but you still got a lot of very liberal Methodist pastors. So those are the mainline Protestants.
1: All right, so let's start with the basic things. That mm-hmm. Do these groups still believe in the Trinity? Do they
2: believe in one God, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? The answer is mostly yes, however. The United Church of Christ, which used to be a biblical denomination or congregationalist, Jonathan Edwards, wonderful biblical Mm -hmm. puritan back in the 1700s, the the roots are great of the congregational church. What it's become is horrible. You can have a unitarian view of God, in other words, deny that Jesus is God, deny the Trinity, and you can be a pastor in the United Church of Christ. most of these groups still hold to the Trinity. A lot of UCC pastors would still believe in the Trinity, but you don't have to believe in the Trinity to be a United Church of Christ pastor now. That's, that's evil, Jackie. Uh, and we have a United Church of Christ seminary here in the Twin Cities in New Brighton, uh, United Theological Seminary. Under the same roof, they, tra- they train United Church of Christ pastors, Presbyterian pastors, and Unitarians, which deny the Trinity as if the Trinity doesn't matter. If I can just say one more thing on this. Um, there is a subtle way that the Trinity is being denied by some of these denominations. Some churches, you do not hear Father, Son, Holy Spirit talk anymore because that's sexist. We've got to get rid of God being a male. And you hear God the Creator, Redeemer, Sanctifier. Mark Hansen is the head bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Instead of him preaching about God revealing himself to his creation, God revealing God's self to God's creation. He takes out all the, all the masculine pronouns. So if you go to a church and you rarely hear Father, Son, Holy Spirit anymore, I think that's a, a, a subtle denial of the Trinity.
1: Okay, it's yeah. kind of the basic premises.
2: It, it, it's everything. And Jackie, can I put you on the spot?
1: <laughs>
2: okay. Jackie, I attended a United Church of Christ uh, church once. That was enough. Uh, in actually I went a few times, it's so bad. But anyway, um, I'm gonna read you their doxology from the United Church of Christ in Naples, Florida, and you tell me what's wrong with this. Praise God from whom all blessings flow.
1: Well, that <laughs> one's okay. It, no,
2: wait. Praise God, all creatures here below. Praise God above ye heavenly hosts. Creator, Christ and Holy Ghost. Did you catch what was wrong with that?
1: Creator, not Yeah. God the
2: Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Did you notice the second thing? they got rid of all the masculine pronouns. God, 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 not praise him, not praise him, God, 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 God. and then they got rid of God the Father and God the Son.
1: <laughs>
2: so, yes, in a subtle way, I think the Trinity is being overhauled, yeah.
1: Okay, so do these mainline churches maintain that you have to believe in Jesus to be saved?
2: Again, yes and no. A lot of people, a lot of pastors in these churches would say yes, you need to believe in Christ to be saved. At the same time, a lot of pastors in these same churches would say, everybody goes to heaven, there is no hell. Let me give you some examples. The head bishop of the Episcopal Church in America, her name is Catherine Jefford Shorey, is a universalist. She was interviewed a while ago, and and the interviewer said, so are you saying that not only Christians are saved, but these other people are also saved? It's just a different way of saying the same thing. Yes, that's what I believe. So you've got the head bishop of the Episcopal Church in America saying, Jesus saves, but so does Buddha, so does Islam. Everything saves, according to Jeff, Catherine Jefford Shorey. Um, the Lutheran magazine, we, your, you and I used to be part of what's called the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, It's very liberal. And when I read the Lutheran magazine, their official church magazine that goes out all over the place, I've read a couple articles where they poo-pooed the idea of hell, so these writers didn't believe in hell anymore. So that, that's a form of universalism. The other thing, Jackie, is we used to send out missionaries to evangelize people. Now we don't evangelize, we dialogue with other religions. Well, no, Jesus told us to go out and preach the gospel to convert the nations. And do you know, Jackie, because I know the Lutheran church the best, The Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, uh, when it was formed back in 1988, there were lots of missionaries that went out. Their missionary numbers have gone way down. Now, the question is, why is that? Well, it's because some of the leaders in the ELCA, their their zeal is political peace and justice. They've got a kind of a left-wing political agenda, and if everybody's going to heaven anyway, let's bring the missionaries home. That's a form of universalism.
1: Have they forgotten about hell?
2: I mean I, I think there are there are some pastors in the Lutheran church now, if you talk to them about hell, they will say, I don't believe in hell. My loving God would never have a hell. To which we have to say back, then was Jesus wrong and you're right? Because if you read the verses, Jesus talks about hell rather frequently. What? You're more smart than Jesus Christ? Smarter.
1: Okay. <laughs> you you hear the term syncretism? Syncretism explain it to me. Syncretism, this
2: is also something that is killing mainline Protestant churches. You take all the religions and you mix them together. Sync means with. So, we'll take a little Christian Hinduism, a little Buddha, a little... We just kind of mix them all up. Catherine Jefford Shorey, again the head bishop of the Episcopal Church, is a syncretist. And she was speaking at a group, and she likened the Holy Spirit to white buffalo woman of native american spirituality so she thinks you know she thinks the same thing no it is not you know and and so, so, syncretism when i went to an elca lutheran convention years ago during the opening worship or before the worship we're all supposed to turn to the north and pray to God toward the north, and then to the south, and to the east. You know what they were doing? They were patterning their prayer after Native American spirituality. Jackie, I refused to turn north, east, south, and west. I came back to Hope Lutheran Church and preached about that. A Native American woman came up to me and said, with tears in her eyes, this is what Jesus saved me from. I don't want to go back to it. This is called syncretism. So, um,
1: Where did syncretism come from? I mean, it's, it's a new thing.
2: Well, it's a new thing, but it goes all the way back to ancient Israel, <coughs> where God said, I'm Jehovah, you worship me alone, and you don't mix in Baal or Asherah, these okay. false gods. And Jackie, th- uh, if, you, if anybody watching this thinks I'm making this up, go to herchurch.org. Listen to this. There is a Lutheran church in full fellowship with the ELCA in San Francisco. They used to be called Ebenezer Lutheran, now it's called Her Church. They painted the building purple. They worship the goddess Sophia at the church. Our mother who art within us, holy be your name. The woman pastor of Ebenezer, of her church, and this is, a, this is incredible. I'm not making this up. She took her women on a retreat, gave them each a piece of clay, and told them to make their own Asherah statue so they could now worship the forbidden divine feminine. Jackie, Asherah was the wife of Baal in the Old Testament that the Jews were forbidden to worship. Here's a Lutheran pastor encouraging them to worship Asherah so they can worship the female. I mean, she's a feminist, and this, this is called syncretism. It's it's unbelievable. Um, she, the same church, brought in the priestess of Isis to speak at their at their conference. Some pagan priestess. Isis is an ancient. Egyptian goddess, and the feminists, I guess, some of them are worshiping ISIS. This woman brought her, the priestess of ISIS, in to speak at her conference at her church. People complained to the ELCA. The ELCA website defended this as well she's just out reaching out to women. Wait a minute, with who? With Jesus? With the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Or with ISIS? So this, this is where you, you mix everything up, Jackie, and um, one more thing on this. The ELCA Lutherans have come up with a brand new Bible study and uh, Lillian Daniel, who I think is a, is a congregational pastor, put the Bible study together. And here's what she tells you to do in this ELCA-approved Bible study: Add some plants to your garden, the yoga retreat, y- Judaism, some weird book that's spiritual but not religion, religious things that have shaped your religious experience. Find some practices from practices from other religions that appeal to you: Ju- Islam, Bi- Buddhism, uh, Judaism. Why do you think some people are resistant to incorporating practices from other religions? In the Facilitator's Guide, it says baptism as a ritual of dying and rising has uh, parallels in the ancient rituals of ancient Mithraism uh, in Roman religion. Some Christians feel threatened by this idea that their faith may have had similarities to other belief systems. Others see this as an evidence of God's more inclusive love for the world. In other words, we're all saved. This is just different ways of saying the same thing. And Jackie. Here's what we say to that. Christians say that Jesus is God. Muslims say Jesus is not God. For a Christian, if you deny that Jesus is God, you deny the Trinity, you've left the faith. For a Muslim, if you say Jesus is God, you're a heretic. We're not both right. You know, maybe the Muslims are right and we're wrong, but logically, both of us can't be right. So this whole thing about joining all the world religions together because we all believe the same thing, no, we don't. So to to read this in a new ELCA Bible study that they're promoting is grievous.
1: Okay. Oh, so do these mainline people believe in miracles anymore, like the virgin birth, or has that been discounted? Christians have
2: always believed that when Mary gave birth to Jesus, she was a virgin. Well, some of these liberals in the mainline Protestant churches are too intelligent to believe that anymore. They're so enlightened that they think human reason trumps uh, God having an ability to do supernatural. So I will read this to you, Jackie. This is recent. Reverend Don Carlson, assistant to the bishop of the ELCA in Texas, uh, wrote this recently about the, uh, the Jesus' birth. I certainly do not believe that they, Luke and Matthew, are historical in any modern understanding of her historicity. I think the stories are made up. I'm retiring at the end of May anyway, so don't waste time calling me a heretic. It is a myth.
1: And he so was on calling the- calling st- the Bible a myth?
2: A myth. The virgin birth of Christ is a myth. And this man is a pastor in the ELCA, assistant to the Bishop of Texas-Louisiana. Hello. Sad. <sighs> and and yeah so uh you know jackie it, it if 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 the bible is a myth why why go into the christian ministry what's this man doing so okay sorry
1: <laughs> so we read in the news that these dem- denominations are now embracing homosexuality and abortion rights isn't mm-hmm. that true
2: it is definitely true and jackie i've said it a hundred times but just in case somebody has never heard me say it one of the reasons we left the ELCA years ago. Get this, everybody. The ELCA pays for abortion for any reason with offering dollars. When you put money in the offering plate in an ELCA church, that pays for your pastor and their family's health care. The ELCA, we, we tried to get this undone way back in 1997. We lost two to one at the Philadelphia convention. And we tried to at least get it so that you, you'd limit it to real strict things. They wouldn't even do that. So, Jackie, and I got a a letter from, I think, a pastor's wife, so happy the ELCA paid for my 16-year-old daughter's abortion. And I thought, you're offering dollars at work. And Jackie, people don't believe me when I say this, write the Board of Pensions of the ELCA. They will tell you, yes, no questions are asked. We pay for abortion. And they pay for abortion for any reason.
1: Pastor Brock, are these denominations losing any members over oh, this? Oh boy,
2: are they losing members! And let me let me get get you to this one, Jackie. Uh, the Episcopal Church in America used to be a wonderful denomination. I love the worship in the Episcopal Church. Well, since they They've gone crazy in the Episcopal Church. Last summer at their convention, they voted years ago to ordain practicing homosexuals. That's not enough now. Now they're ordaining transgendered people. This summer they passed a rule that you can't, you can't discriminate against a transgender pastor. So, Jackie, if your pastor is a male and he dresses up as a woman and gets in the pulpit and wants to preach dressed up as a woman but he's a male, you can't kick him out of your pulpit. And so, is the Episcopal Church losing members? Listen to this in the last forty years the Episcopal Church has lost more than forty percent of its membership in the mid-sixties the denomination had three point five million in 2010 it had shrunk to one point nine five million and uh... Uh, the uh, the Anglican Church of Canada released a report re- recently that said it was one generation away from extinction. And so, at the very same convention last summer, where the Episcopalians voted to to ordain transgender pastors, they also had to sell their big building in Manhattan because they can't maintain it anymore. Hello, do you see a connection? You know, so.
1: Pastor Brooke, um, are the basics of the faith like? Christ's atonement for sins and his resurrection even being taught by these denominations anymore?
2: Well, um, let me show you. This last summer, the ELCA had their youth convention in uh, New Orleans. Like 35,000 ELCA young people from all over the country. They brought in some of the most radically liberal speakers to talk to these kids. One was a a pastor by the name of Nadia Boltz-Weber. She's a, she likes to cuss during her sermon sometimes. She's tattooed. I don't hold that against her, but oy yai yi, And, And um, so, uh, again, there's this new ELCA Bible study out. Now, here's what, she didn't say this at the convention, but here's what Nadia Bowles Weber, an ELCA pastor, believes about the atonement. The atonement is that we're made at one with God through Christ's death. We're saved because of Christ's death. Listen to this. Um, Bowles-Weber denies the blood atonement wherein Christ died for our sins in order to bring us personal salvation. And uh, she says, where is it, quote, um, I've lost my notes on it. Basically, if I can find it, her point is that to say that God the Father punished Jesus for our sins is promoting divine child abuse. And so if you believe Jesus died, took the punishment for our sins, that, that to her is barbaric and promotes, uh, uh, de- promotes divine child abuse. And, that, and she puts it real crudely like, here, because I love you, I'm gonna kill my son. Listen, Jackie, you cannot deny that Christ died for your sins as a sacrifice for our sins and be saved. That's the center of the Christian faith. And some of these liberal people in the denominations now don't believe that Christ died to pay for our sins so we could be forgiven. They, they, they get rid of that because it's too barbaric.
1: Tom, you kind of touched on this youth gathering in New Orleans mm-hmm. and that. What is this doing to youth who are coming to churches and hearing this and maybe yeah. don't have any of the old doctrine.
2: Right. You know, Jackie, when you've got the head bishop of the ELC of Lutheran Church, Mark Hansen, who went last summer to the gay lobby of the Lutheran Church, it, w- it was called uh, Lutherans Concerned, he-, he goes to this gathering and he speaks to all these homos- practicing homosexuals. Does he urge them to repent from sin? No. What he did, he congratulated them for helping change the church getting the ELCA to ordain practicing homosexuals in 2009 and which has caused nothing but division ever since. You asked earlier, uh, are these churches losing members? The ELCA has lost a lot of people and a lot of money since 2009 because a lot of Lutherans still believe in the Bible. It's what our church was based on. So What this is doing is causing all kinds of confusion. Can I tell you about one more speaker that was confusing? uh, Another speaker at the ELCA Youth Convention was a pastor by the name of Andrina Ingram uh, from St. Michael's Lutheran in Philadelphia. At her church, she handed out condoms saying, this is my body given for you, This is a condom given for you. Use it. And she says, it may sound sacrilegious to equate condoms with the words of Holy Communion, but think about it. Um, I am not trying to get into the religious right about having sexual relations. Of course, I hope you would uh, be in a committed relationship. She doesn't talk about marriage. Um, For those of you who partake in the Feast of the Body, sex, in non-committed relationships, my prayer is that you use a condom each and every time. And the ELCA brings this woman in to speak to the teenagers. I don't think she got into that at that point, but uh, the ELCA, Website uh, says she is a ELCA practice and pastor AIDS activist. She'll ignite and and ignite and inspire you to practice justice, Uh, Jackie. And then, so what is all this doing? It's confusing our young people. The ELCA college is one of them is Saint Olaf. I went to Saint Olaf College a few months ago. Big poster up, healthy homosexual relationships seminar. I thought. The people that founded St. Olaf in the 1800s to teach their children Christianity would be grieved, and the tragedy is we have now the head bishop, I believe, and other bishops in the LCA that are all for this homosexual inclusion. It's tragic, Jackie. It's tragic.
1: Well, just in Minnesota, I remember being as a teenager wanting so badly to go to Gustavus Adolphus, and you know, a Don't. second choice was Augsburg, yeah. and now. When you hear the things that are coming out of these colleges, it's frightening. Listen,
2: I I sat down, some pastors, and I sat down with the president of Augsburg years ago asking them why they're going to give health benefits now to the gay lovers of their professors, saying, this used to be a Christian college. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. I would send no one to the ELCA colleges.
1: Okay, Pastor Brock, how did these once biblical churches come to this?
2: Right. Uh, You know, Jackie, when you were raised Lutheran and I was raised Lutheran, Things weren't crazy like this. You, know, you, you would never have had a practicing homosexual pastor. You never would have had the church paying for abortion. So what's happened? And uh, this is my best, uh, my best guess. I'm a German, so I can say this. Germany caused a lot of problems in the 20th century. <laughs> Not only did we Germans help start two world wars, Germany also helped start the downfall of Protestantism. Because this liberal scholarship started in the seminaries in Germany, we'll say in the 20s, 30s, 40s. Some of our professors and students went over to Germany, sat under the feet of people like Rudolf Boltmann, came back saying Jesus didn't really rise from the dead, it's a myth. They started teaching in our seminaries, and eventually we got what we got. So I think uh, some of this comes from Germany. I'll tell you the other thing, Jackie. It's just normal everyday human arrogance. That I've I've been since the seminary now. I've been to Germany. I've been to, uh, I'm enlightened. I understand the Bible better than these dumb lay people. And I'm so enlightened now that here, let me, it's arrogance that they they think they know more than Christians that have come along for 2000 years. It's arrogance.
1: Well, I think all of Europe has gone just completely turned around. I mean, you look at Holland and you look at Well, let's look at the Catholic Church right now with even all of the sex things Mm -hmm. that have come up with a new pope going Mm -hmm. to be, Mm -hmm. the scandals in the Catholic
2: Church. And Jackie, what does liberal Protestantism do? It empties the churches. Go to Europe, and you can see how empty the churches are. Do you know that the head bishop of the Lutheran Church of Denmark is a practicing, excuse me, the head bishop of the Lutheran Church in Sweden is a practicing lesbian? And does anybody go to church in Sweden? Almost nobody. uh, Norway, Sweden, Germany, these places that used to have lots of Bible-believing Christians going to church. The Lutheran Church has become so liberal, people don't go to church anymore. I mean, if everybody's saved, why go to church? And, And can I tell you one more thing, Jackie, on this? This recently happened. God bless the Ethiopian Lutherans because recently they broke off all ties with the Church of Sweden and the ELCA Lutheran Church because they're Bible-believing conservatives. They refused to hold hands with a practicing lesbian and people, sorry, like Bishop Mark Hansen, who promotes liberal teaching. And so uh, Bishop Mark Hansen, head of the ELCA, came out with a statement saying that he was deeply troubled by what the Ethiopians have done. Now wait a minute, Jackie. Bishop Mark Hansen has never said he's deeply troubled that his denomination pays for abortion. He's never said that he's troubled by what the ELCA did by ordaining and blessing homosexuality in 2009. In fact, he applauded, like I said, the group that got it through. He's never said that he's troubled by her church in California where they worship the goddess Sophia, but let some Bible-believing Lutherans in Ethiopia stand up and say, we're not going to take this, then he gets troubled. And you know what he does? It's can't we all, even though we disagree on these issues, can't we all be one in Christ? Let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya. And God bless the Ethiopians who said, this isn't Christianity.
1: <laughs> they like this phrase of agree to disagree to. Right, very much. Okay, Pastor Buck. of these groups, who's gone the furthest yep. to
2: Of Of all these groups that are still within the veil of Christianity, I hope, the church that I would never go to, and not, that's, this is not to say you can't find exceptions and good Bible-believing churches in all these denominations, but overwhelmingly the church that has gone to the left the furthest is the United Church of Christ, the Congregationalist Church.
1: Okay.
2: Next to them, a close second would be the Episcopal Church, and then pretty much even would be the Presbyterian Church USA and the ELCA Lutherans.
1: Okay. So how are United Methodists different? than? Yeah, the United Methodists used to
2: be more liberal than the Lutherans and the Episcopalians. That's changed in recent years because, hallelujah, when the Methodists meet in the United States, people from Ethiopia, Asia, get to come and be part of those conventions. And the Methodists overseas are Bible-believing Christians. So when these things come up, they don't get, the liberals don't get this stuff through like they get it through at, at the ALCA convention.
1: Okay, I guess the big important question, after hearing all of Mm -hmm. these things is, Pastor Brock, should people leave these denominations or stay and try to make a change? I
2: think, you know, for 20 years, Jackie, I stayed in the ELCA or so and tried to make a change. And I think God was calling me to do that. Today, things have become so evil in these churches I see no sign that the ELCA, the UCC, or the Episcopal Church are turning around. I would say to people, if you're still in an ELCA church, a UCC church, Episcopal Church, time to get out. Time to get out. I mean, Jackie, after the ELCA, do I have time to tell this? No, I don't. Okay. Anyway, just pray for the churches. Uh, find the good, there are good alternatives. The Missouri Synod Lutherans, the Presbyterian Church in America, there are good alternatives within these den- but they're not part of those denominations anymore.
1: Maybe we'll have to do a second show on this and talk about the alternatives. So we hope this has answered some of your questions about what's happening in the church today and what we should be praying to have change. And we'll see you next time. God bless until we're together then.
0: Thank you for watching the pastor study.